Hey, can we get a roll call, please? Alright, it looks like we are all here, so we are good to go. Repeat, good to go. Hey everybody, I am back, and today I have somebody new with me. Uh, this guy, he's a great guy, and he's a, a very old friend, um, and so I would like to introduce to you my friend Caleb, a man with, my notes, 24.7846 kilograms of muscle, minus three brawn. And do you do you remember where this is from, Caleb? I, I do remember where this is from. <laughs> what would, what was I just reading from? That was our appendix to one of our first collective labs that we had for first year of freshman year at college. <laughs> so if that's uh, any hint, Caleb is I'm going to say probably my first college friend. Hey. And um, we uh, met when we first went to Bethel College, now Bethel University. Yep, it's upgraded since. Um, well, some people say that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, okay. Shots fired already. Okay. Um, I can deal with that. Um, but yeah, one of my first college friends made this interesting... I have the picture here if you want to look at it, actually, too. It's it's uh, an RC car, and we took two two of these cars, stripped off, what, the, the front? Yeah, so essentially like? they gave us like a big bin of just random parts for RC cars and some fully assembled ones. And we were just supposed to design oh, our that. own out of using a combination of random different things that they had in a bin. So we ended up taking, we took two of them apart. I think we attached both of the front axles together. Yeah. Look, look at this. Here's, here's a picture right here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot and about the string. We had to run around it because it would, it would turn too much. It was doing like an S pattern. Yeah. That was actually really cool. Well, it's because the hinge point was in the, the, like the center of gravity. The hinge point was in the very center of the car in between the two axles. Mm-hmm. So if you would turn too sharp with it, it would just pinch and it would jackknife right in the middle <laughs> so it just wouldn't turn. So we ended up just tying string around both ends of the axles by the tire. That way, when it turned too sharp, it would pull the string taut on one side, and it wouldn't let it jackknife. But that was like our quick fix for it. Instead of trying very, to like very quick. solder anything on there. And what was like the one condition? Like this was a make make anything with anything that you can find, but you can't use duct tape, right? Was there was something like we you can use that, anything except for duct tape? That might have been because I don't remember using duct tape, but I feel like we had. We at least had electrical tape, but I don't think we use that to actually tape up anything besides wires that we had to solder on. We were that good. <laughs> we had string. <laughs> uh, that was freshman year, so I won't say we were that good. But no, yeah, we did have one of the more functional cars out of the the group that the groups that were doing it. So that was I, good. Well, because we had double motor double motors, and <laughs> I think remember that was when I didn't even know how to solder. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Not. I don't know if you did either. I had had some experience with soldering through like 4-H stuff in high school, but. Mm. Other than other than that, I knew a little bit, 
but not 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 a super whole lot. So I think it was Adam, our third member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam he, knew a whole lot. He he was the one that ended up like switching the polarity of the motors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it, yep, I definitely did not. <laughs> they go the wrong way. <laughs> Just try and drive into itself or away from itself on both ends to try and split apart. <laughs> uh, but so 4H though, you mentioned. Yeah, I thought that was like for farm stuff. So it's it's a lot of different things. It's I mean it's grown a lot since they first started it, but I mean it's been the same way at least for me for I did it almost through I think it's like 10 years 10 years of high school something like that or not necessarily high school but just 10 10 years of school right before college I went through and did that I mean they have a lot of animal showing stuff like that so you like show a bunch of animals and they rank them like first second third different things like that for like cows and pigs and sheep and a whole bunch of horses horse riding so they have a lot of that type of farm stuff but they also do like baking things so you have to like they give you sometimes they'll give you a set thing like you have to bake a pie, and so you spend the first month or so before the four H starts like to bake a pie. No, so they like have classes and like learning oh, sessions for okay. you, so you can just go there and like practice baking a pie. So you can pick out a specific pie that you want to do for that day, and then you can try out different ones throughout the course of like a month. And then at the end, you have to pick out okay, this is the one I want to go with, the one I want to show to the judges to get judged on. Oh, okay. so then. You'll send that in, and they'll, like, taste them all. We'll look at different... I never did the pie one. I did, like, a, a normal bake one, which is just, like, you get to bake whatever you want, mm. um, dessert-wise, at least. Did you remember what you baked? I remember a few of them. I only had one. So they have 4-H, which is local, and then they have, like, a state fair where they do a bunch of, like, the winners from the local state fairs get stuff that goes and is sent to the state fair. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so it's kind of like small-scale competition gets sent to larger scale. Um, so I had one food thing that actually made it to state. Wow! Um, it was I think it was called peanut butter Rocky Road bar. So I'm a big a big fan of peanut butter. I like peanut butter a whole lot. Um, <laughs> and these things from the first time we tried them, and it's, it's like one of my favorite favorite desserts. Now as as I've gotten older, as a kid it was fantastic, but as I've gotten older, <laughs> I've like made it again and like tried it. I'm like. This is this got to have like three times the amount of sugar a normal person should consume <laughs> at any given point. But I was like, oh man. But what? Wait. So it's a pie, or you said bar? No, so, so what it's is a, it? It's a bar. It's a bar it's, of what? Um, it's got like a peanut butter. It's kind of it's kind of like a cookie dough base, a little bit of brownie cookie type mix for it. It's a peanut butter brownie mix that you make yourself. So you lay it out in like a bar style, and then on top of it, you put like marshmallows and peanuts and pretzels and chocolate chip uh, like semi sweet chocolate chips on okay. top of it and then you bake it in the oven. Oh, so, so it's it, like it's it, like a brownie sort of thing that you will yeah, cut up. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like a thicker brownie. Brownies are r- relatively soft when right. you first get them out. It's like a thicker brownie. So well, it depends how you like it. Some people like it like, you know, <laughs> molten lava or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It melt in your hand. Well, I know, I'm just saying like brownies typically when you get them right. out of the oven they're, they're softer. They're right? more cakeish. Yes. This is not as cakeish. Okay. So it's kind of a little bit of a harder type of base for it so yeah that's why i made that for the food thing for the local 4-h and then that ended up going to state fair i think i i don't remember what thing i got because they have they have really weird ribbon they give you ribbons to like show how you did for the for everything so there's always like an a a b and like a c ribbon i believe and they're all different colors, so you knew if you did bad by just walking into the <laughs> walking into the building, you could see the color next to your display, and you're like, "Oh well, that sucks." <laughs> but um, so like yellow, not yellow, blue was A, red was B, and I think white was C. 
That so sounds, that was my that, sister Ashley. I, I think you've met her once. Yeah. Yep. She also did a ton of 4-H stuff. She got a bunch of ribbons for a bunch of different animals. Yeah, stuff. I have like a bin of ribbons at my parents' house in their basement somewhere. Really? Of like, yeah, because I did I did model rocketry, and I also oh, did the really? baking. I did a little bit of electrical stuff for them as well. Wow. So you should have been the electrical engineer. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I would not be able to do that. I like mechanical way better. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Caleb. So we we started off at Bethel. We did uh, engineering. Yep. We were just general then, but um. Caleb ended up doing more mechanical stuff. I did electrical stuff. So yeah, so, I mean, the program, you start off pretty general. You have to have some sort of idea where you think you might be headed, but at least through Bethel, you get like a year or two to kind of just get general knowledge of all engineering stuff, and by that third year, you have to have like a specific set destination that you want to go down for engineering. So, yeah, we veered at that point, but, I mean, we still both went to Bethel for those three years, had a lot of the same classes, then went to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Didn't have as many similar classes, but, I mean, it's around the same area, so we were able to hang out and do stuff. Yeah, Stinson Remick. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Fitz. Although, I yeah, think yeah. I saw you more in Stinson Remick. Yeah, I ended up spending a lot more time in Stinson Remick, at least definitely senior year and probably second half of junior year at Notre Dame. Yeah. So. And now I work there. <laughs> now you do. So, somewhat. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have that fabrication place. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's besides the yep. point. <laughs> um, but it all started with this one project. I just thought that was funny to go back. Because we Google, we did we did that over Google Drive, yep. I believe. Yep. So we did a Google Doc for that whole presentation. And I, it was like four o'clock in the morning or something like that when we wrote that last part of it. Well, we were like finishing it up and we got to the <laughs> end and we're like, I think she said we have to have an appendix and we have to like label out quantities of everything that we had, yeah, everything that we used. And so we got to the end and we're labeling like all the motors we we used, all like the string and all the different components that we put into this car, this RC car that we had. And we were like, why don't we just put? I'm pretty sure we use like brain power in this. Maybe we should add that on there and make us stand out to those three things that we had at the very end. Do you want to go through the entire list? It's right here. This is what we thought was funny, like as 18-year-olds. Oh, it, it was pretty funny. Sherry, Sherry loved it. Oh, she, Sherry loves a lot, though. So I don't know if that's saying much. But um, we got here. Negative 9.5 Phillips head screws for car. That means we lost them, apparently, right? Negative. Yeah, we took some out. We took, <laughs> we we took some out and didn't put them back <laughs> in. Took them out. Uh, let's see. Two burnt fingers. Probably Adam or something. Yep. Um, Jake's brain, Caleb's. You lost brawn on this. Negative, negative three brawn. I'm not yep, sure. That makes sense. Putting stuff together, <laughs> together <laughs> I guess. Um, Adam's charisma. Yeah. We were trying to think of something for Adam to put in there. And we we're like, oh, we'll just do charisma. That sounds, that sounds nice. He's got, he's got it. That's for sure. Um, the force. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, oh. the force was with us back then. <laughs> Um, you could say that. <laughs> United Chi of Adam, Jake, and Caleb, and then we put four a time. So apparently we had issues <laughs> working on this project. Uh, zero skill. We yep. had absolutely nothing. Yep. Right? Still have not gained any skills since that moment. But. Hardly, hardly at all. Uh, negative eight hours of sleep. I guess that was the total between you and me. You said <laughs> negative four, four, so times yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. Glad we were doing our math back then. Three ruined friendships. Okay. Yep. Oh well. Um, and then a ma- we put in a majority of the time coming up with these jokes. Oh yeah, oh, we we thought we were uh, we thought we were hilarious. Dave Chappelle or something, you know. <laughs> Man, but yeah, it's just funny to go back. I was going through my Google Drive for Fabio, looking for yeah some yeah. stuff to send him, and I came across this. <laughs> That's great. I remember that. That was one of the that was the end of the class project, or was that the middle? 
This was, was the that. very first one. Oh, was it? Yeah, Project One. RC Conversions. Oh, because I couldn't remember if this was the first one or if our Lego Minesweeper. Minesweepers? Mindstorm. That was the last one, I think. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. It's a Minesweeper or is it Mindstorm? Mindstorm. Right? Mindstorm. Minesweepers, okay. I think, a game. I know that's a game, but I didn't know if it was like called the same thing for the Lego, <laughs> their Lego like programming system or not. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was that was good times. Freshman, yeah. freshman year. Freshman year. I saved a lot of that stuff, so it's kind of cool back to look at it. Yeah, I probably still have some of it on my drive. I just haven't gone back in the depths of my storage <laughs> for of, a while. Depths of your storage place. <laughs> yeah, there's probably stuff I don't want to see that I did when I was in school. <laughs> yeah. You know, school was a fun time, you know. Um, that's great. Some pr- pretty cool people. Some, yeah. Learned a lot of interesting things, which is partially... I'm going to pick your brain a little bit here <laughs> here and there throughout the podcast. Cause, okay. um yeah, you know, I mean, we're friends, but there's not, I don't necessarily know everything about you. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. I like so, to keep my secrets. Well, today they will all be revealed. They will all be revealed. Um, so there's this first one, I, I want to get this out of the way. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, going to be a short, let me get the link open. It's a short, uh, let's see, decision based scenario. So you're going to have to decide what you do. And I think you've come across this before. So you, hopefully. You know, it's nothing too far yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that you have to think about. But, okay, let me get it. It's, it is called, Should You Kill the Fat Man? <laughs> what? Okay. And the tagline is, can you successfully negotiate the tricky terrain of the trolley problem? And I want, I want everyone playing to also play along and, and think about it because um, it's, oh. it's a little game. I've definitely heard of the trolley problem before. I can't remember if you would have done it. I've done it before. I haven't done it, but I have heard of the trolley problem. And I, like I, so I watch uh, GMM, Good Mythical Morning. Oh, yeah. Great show. Uh, pretty much every every day when it comes out during lunch. So you like still do? Like yeah, I still Man, do. Man, they, they've been going for a long time. Yeah, they have. It's been like 15 seasons or longer than that. But they just recently had uh, with Rain Wilson, who, do, who plays Dwight no way. on... The Office. Huh. They had him on for an episode, and they he's big into like philosophy. He has his own philosophy podcast that he does. Huh. Things like it's milkshakes and milkshakes and something. I can't remember what it is, but it's like a philosophy type podcast. And so they went over some philosophy questions with him, where they had to like see how because like the for a Good Mythical Morning they call their audience the Mythical Beasts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had like a quiz that they or a poll that they sent out, and they would ask the Mythical Beasts how many of them would choose what answer? Mm, okay. And then there would be a milkshake on the table. So then if they thought the Mythical Beast chose this answer, they'd drink from that milkshake. If they thought they chose the other one, they would drink from the other milkshake. And one of them was like filled with some bad flavor, or bad substance. Oh, so yeah. they get it wrong. Yep. So they went over a couple different like f- philosophical ideas or questions that you could go through. And I think the very last one was similar to the trolley problem. It wasn't exactly the same thing, but it was... It was close to it. Interesting. Well, th- this will be good then because um, I th- there's a couple. I picked out two. This is one of them. Yeah. And it, it can say a lot about a person about what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm going to say generally we're on the same wavelength about a lot of things. Yeah. You know, similar similar backgrounds, beliefs, and that, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But you don't know until you test, right? <laughs> That's the whole thing yeah. about it. So. I'm going to walk you through this, and I'll just read it for you, or do you want to... Uh, sure. You can read it out loud. It doesn't matter. I'll read it for you. Yeah, then. go ahead. Okay. And, um, all right, here we go. The trolley, the, uh, the trolley problem, right? Or should you kill the fat man? Should you kill the fat man? And 
Here, here it goes. All right. Question one is, okay. torture as a matter of principle is morally wrong. And if you want to have a refresh on what the definition of moral, morally, sorry, mor- morality uh, um, or morals, it's principles concerning the distinction between right and wrong or good and bad behavior. I actually had to get a refresher because I'm like, well, what is morality? <laughs> but it's basically principles. I can, I can go on a tangent on morality, but I won't. <laughs> that was something we went over in uh, religion, philosophy of religion here at Notre Dame when I was there for senior year. But... Um, so the question is, do you believe that torture is morally right? right? As a matter of principle, no, uh, well, it's morally, morally wrong. wrong. Yeah. Okay. So do you think yes or no? And you can... Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah that's, that's... See, it's very interesting because we, I mean, every country, whether they whether they actually state it or not, uses some form of torture for like whatever purposes they have. Yeah, keeping up with the Kardashians, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to get the inside scoop on The Bachelor. HDTV. <laughs> I want that house. Why can't I have that house? Why do they get a free one? But I'd say, man, I'd, I'd have to say no. No. Okay. That, though, no, it's asking if it is morally wrong. I would say yes, it is morally wrong. So yes, torture as principle is morally wrong. Yes. You'd agree? Yes. I, I would agree too. Yep. So we're on the same page there. So we're going to click yes. And then. Yeah. I think if you have to beat information out of somebody, it's not worth getting that information. <laughs> I think that should be like a, a I like, standard. I like how know? we're going here. Okay. <laughs> um, question two is, the morality of an action is determined by whether, compared to other options, it maximizes the sum total of happiness of all the people affected by it. So uh, basically what it says, in uh, action, uh, whether it's a moral action is whether it benefits, you know, people it raises like all happiness of everybody like if it, if it if it's good for everybody yeah is that so important like the instance of like some people have mentioned or i think it's it's related to the trolley problem in a sense is if you had to kill your like not save somebody in your family one person in your family or mm-hmm. even your whole family in order to save the rest of the world right would you do that so it's a very good scenario yeah, yeah. Is like with the greater sum because it's millions of people that you're saving. If you don't save your family, type of thing, mm-hmm. which is it's a it's a very that's a it's a very heavy question. Right. These are supposed to make you challenged, and yeah. so I mean, I'll just say, you know, I could do this thing right and say like, well, I'm not really sure, and then you come up with a better scenario that helps define it. You know, so maybe you mis you know you say what you believe, maybe perhaps perhaps not the right way or maybe you know you change your mind right you, yeah that's possible too you know yeah, so yeah just at this point in time what would you what do you think you know based off of what they like at, your scenario there or you know yeah i mean really at this point here, i would i would say that yes wholeheartedly i would save the collective so the betterment of society to throw out the weaker I, I mean, that's a that's a bad paraphrase because that's something like yeah. Hitler would say, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but we're not going that route. No, so I would say I would go on the side of uh, the greater human happiness. Is that how they stated it? Yeah, they, they said like some total of happiness. Yeah, the sum so. total. I would go on that route. So I would say yes. Yes, is determined. Yeah, so it is dependent. Um, I think I also agreed with you, and I will also agree. Yeah, right. Because if it's if it's a situation where it is my family. Like, I, f- I think my family would understand at that point. But they'd be like, I mean, of course we would, 
you know, risk our own lives to save other people, if, like a whole lot of other people. It could even be one other person. I mean, that's it, that's where it gets tricky, though, because this is like the collective sum of happiness of a lot of different people. Right. But it, like, how would it be reversed if it was your whole family and then one stranger? Right. Or would you be like, oh, pah, screw that guy. You like, know? would you have sacrificed your, uh, your family to save Martin Luther King? Right. A lot of people are yeah. were kind of pissed off that Martin Luther King kicked it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's one of the tougher, tougher questions to answer for sure. All right. So, but I think the principle, right? If it's one person or multiple people, it's just some total, right? So, yeah. A lot of people are happy that someone's alive. Yeah. Yep. So, I'm with you there, I think, too. So, question three is going to be it is always and everywhere wrong to cause another person's death assuming they wish to stay alive if the outcome is avoidable. So if you can avoid the outcome, is it basically always wrong um, to cause another person's death? So you're saying if somebody is going to die, but you can avoid it, is it wrong to let it happen if you can avoid it? Yeah, I think that's that's what it's asking because if the outcome was avoidable, is it wrong to cause another person's death, right? Like if there's if there's any other option... Um, is it still is it wrong to cause let happen? That's kind of maybe an ambiguous part yeah. of it, but I, w- I would say yes. Yeah. Initially, first thought, I would say yes on that one. Now it becomes a tricky question if, in order to save that person, you have to kill somebody else. Interesting. Because then you get yeah. in the scenario of okay, but I have to take this person's life in order to save this person's life, so it becomes a balance issue at that point. But yes, so we're if, getting into the crux of the problem here, I believe. <laughs> So you're, yeah, but, you're on but it. But for this stated question, I would say yes. Okay. It's it's wrong. I I think I, I'm with you there, too. I forget exactly what I answered before, but question four. I think this is maybe the last one. If you can save the lives of innocent people without reducing the sum total um, of human happiness and without putting your own life at risk, you are morally obligated to do so. So if you can save somebody without making, I guess, even just one person unhappy, um, are you obligated to save people or make them, you know, um, yeah, save them? I guess that, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. if you, I mean, even if you have to, if you have to put yourself in harm's way, I would say if it's to save other people, I'd say, yeah, you got to... You got to do it. You got to go at least make some effort. Right. Some effort. Yeah. I wouldn't just sit by and let something bad happen to somebody. If I had a needs and a reason to go help them, it was able to. Mm-hmm. So yes, I would say, yeah, I'm, you're morally obligated. I'm with you too. And then here, if you want to look, they show you some graphs of like what people, what people uh, answered here. Okay. I think, uh, let's see, you answered what's in the green here. Okay. Um, so cause death. Not always wrong. No, you're not necessarily in the green. Okay. But moving on, because it's not that's not important to the question. Yeah. So you are presented with four different scenarios. This was just to get like an idea of what you believe, right? Uh-huh. So here, here are the scenarios. Okay. The runaway train. The brakes of the train that Casey Jones is driving have just failed. There are five people on the track ahead of the train. There is no way that they can get off the track before the train hits them. The track has a siding, uh, a, a siding, interesting, leading off to the right in case he can hit a button to direct 
the train onto it. Unfortunately, there is one person stuck on the siding. A different track. I don't know why they keep saying siding. Does that make sense? Casey can turn the train, killing one person, or he can allow the train to continue onwards, killing five people. Should Should he turn the train and then one person dies or keep it, allow it to going and then five people die? What do you think? I'd definitely go with the one. One person. Okay. Turn the train. Yep. General happiness. General happiness. <laughs> Going back to that. Um, I mean, the, the the better option would be none, but as a, as a question <laughs> stated, if you literally can't stop the train. Life is hard choices. Yeah. You know, it's hard choices, man. If you had to pick between five people and one person, then yeah, I, I would pick the one. And they, they, they say, interesting. Your response to Casey Jones should divert the train is consistent with your belief that the measure of morality is the extent to which it maximizes the happiness of the greatest number of people. They say, however, because the, the, they tell you when like a little flag throws yeah. up. However, your answer does, does seem to be out of line with your claim that it is always wrong to cause another person's death. More on this later. I think we'll just get those prices. Well, there wasn't an option to not kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Was there? That, there's only kill one or kill five. Well, it, why aren't so you either play? way, that's going to get flagged. Right. <laughs> We're going to skip those, I think, for now, and then let's get to the last part. (laughs) So, Marty Bakerman is on a footbridge above the train tracks. He can see that the train approaching the bridge is out of control and that it is going to hit five people who are stuck on the track just past the bridge. The only way to stop the train is to drop a heavy weight into its path. The only available heavy enough weight is a, and they put this in parentheses, a very fat man... (laughs) who is watching the train from the footbridge. Marty can push the fat man onto the track into the path of the train, which will kill him but save the five people already on the track. Or he can allow the train to continue on to its way, which will mean that the five will die. Should you push the fat man or should you let the train kill the five? What do you think? Oh, that, one's, that one gets a little bit more interesting because at this point you... It's not like the fat guy is going, yeah, push me onto the track and let, you know, let me take it. It's, you're literally... <laughs> I'm taking, ready to go. <laughs> you're taking his life in your own hands to save the collective uh-huh. without his consent, or you're just going to let the train hit the five. Ooh. Let me... I, I a second. Think about that one. Yeah, this is a crucial moment in our friendship, Caleb. Yeah. Cause I that, need to know if you're going to push me off the train someday. <laughs> the bridge... <laughs> See, you're not when fat I, enough, though. You, it well, when I get you. fat. <laughs> you're just bulking up for this moment. <laughs> bulking up and sitting next to bridges <laughs> by train. As long as you never get fat, I know you'll never kill me. <laughs> well, we haven't gone through all the questions yet, so. Right. Could still be <laughs> Use the skinny guy to pry the wheel up or something, you know? Okay. Oh, man. So I have the means and I have the ability to push this guy onto... The right. train. You got a lot of brawn. You got it back, so you can push the fat guy. Well, yeah, it's 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 not the fact of I have to yell at him and tell him, "Hey, I need no. you to roll down onto that train." And you're just going, "No, Oops. stop it!" Yeah, and then he goes over. I think I'd have to say no. No, I don't think I could push the guy onto the train tracks. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think for the, the, greater the one good. that lines up more mm-hmm. with my answers to the previous, like the first initial set questions, right. would be to, yes, push the guy down. But I don't think I could get myself to do that. I, I answered no, I could not either. Because it, it's it's his choice, right, at that point. Yeah. I think it, it, would, it would have to come down to his choice. And now, I, would, I might go up to him and, like, try and convince him to do it, but... <laughs> 
I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> but um, to each his own. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Be like, hey, hey, bud, <laughs> you can stop this train. You but need to go. You gotta- <laughs> All those cheeseburgers you ate. Sure. They serve a purpose. It's your time to shine. <laughs> okay, so you are gonna allow the train to continue. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Part three. Okay, so this scenario is identical to the previous scenario, but with one crucial difference. This time, Marty Bakerman knows with absolute certainty that the fat man on the bridge is responsible for the failure, the failure of the train's brakes. Upset by train fare increases, he sabotaged the brakes with the intention of causing an accident. As before, the only way to stop the train and save the lives of the five people already on the track is to push the fat saboteur... <laughs> Off of the bridge into the path of the train. <laughs> Do you push the fat saboteur or or allow the train to continue? Oh man. It's still it's still a hard one for me because like who I mean with my beliefs, it's like who am I to judge this guy? It's not my job. I mean I that's that's God's job to judge people, so it's kinda like a hard mm-hmm. Hard instance of like, okay, do I take judgment in my own hands and be like, okay, yeah, you you set the brakes because you're mad at this train and now the consequences are coming and it's going to kill five people. Mm-hmm. Do I let the five people still die and then he gets in trouble? No, he might not get in trouble. It's, I might be the only one that knows what happened and then nothing actually happens criminally against him because I don't have any evidence. Right. But do I take judgment into my own hands and say, okay, you're condemned now and I'm going to push you on this train? Or do I let the train continue? And it sounds like nobody would know that you pushed him over. So you'd get off scot-free, would be my guess. Oh, man. It's definitely a hard one because yeah. he caused it. And yeah. he could, you could stop it by himself and you could argue, hey, you caused this, so you're going to fix it. You know, I mean, I could see an argument for that. Yeah. I could I could also uh, see your argument where saying like, hey, listen, he did this. It's still wrong for me to step in like this. He will get his own punishment, or he may not, but it'll be on his conscience, and he has to live with that with, you know. Yeah. See, I feel like I'm going back on everything I answered in the first four questions. Yeah, maybe. But I, would, I yeah. think I'd still have to say no. Okay. I don't think I would push him off. Um, I don't think I would either. Just because, because he did wrong, I don't think necessarily. If you believe that it's wrong to take his life in the first scenario, I I think it would still be wrong to take his life here, because then you are committing a, a what a sin against yourself. You yeah. can say. Well, I mean, I, I guess it does correspond with one of the questions I did. So it's like it goes against the moral, morally, or the uh, the whole. Yeah. The happiness of the whole. Mm-hmm. It goes against that question that I answered earlier, but it doesn't go against the question that said if you had the opportunity for someone to die and you were able to not let that happen at the expense of not hurting yourself and others, I would like it doesn't go against that one, I don't believe. So Yeah. I, know, I would I would say no. I'd say no too. Okay. So allow the train to continue. Yep. And then the last one, the fat man, having been avoided, having avoided being thrown in front of the runaway train, has been arrested and is now in police custody. He states that he has hidden a nuclear device in a major urban center, which has been primed to explode in 24 hours, which I appreciate. He went from being mad at train fare (laughs) 
to putting Obama put a train nukes to <laughs> putting nukes in urban centers. Yeah. So maybe you should have pushed him off the train, <laughs> but or onto the train. But so, screwed up. <laughs> the following things are true. So number one, the bomb will explode explode in twenty four hours time. Two. It will kill a million people if it explodes. So a lot of people. Yep. Three, if the bomb disposal experts get to the bomb before it explodes, there's a chance it could be defused. Four, the fat man cannot be tricked into revealing the location of the bomb, nor is it possible to appeal to her, his better nature, nor it is, it, is it possible to persuade him that he is wrong to plant the bomb in the first place. So he's set in his ways. Yep. If the fat man is tortured then it is estimated that there is a 75% chance that he will give up the bomb's location. And six, if the fat man does not reveal the location, the bomb will explode and a million people will die. There is no other way of finding out where the bomb is located. So basically, you either torture him and he maybe speaks with a good chance, yeah. or he doesn't and everyone dies. A good amount. So what do you do? Do you torture him in hopes that he will reveal the location? Yeah. Or do I let a million people? This die? is a callback to what you said. Most nations torture people, and like yeah. this would be a case probably where if you were in charge of the FBI, people looking to you, what do we do, Grandmaster Caleb? Yeah, and I mean, my initial thought is, oh, it's it's such a hard one. I would. My initial thought is no, I wouldn't torture. However. I feel like if I said no, I would get beat up and somebody else would do it anyways. <laughs> assuming that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, assuming my word is Although final, it may happen. so whatever decision I make stays. So if I said no, then he won't get tortured at all. And if I say yes, then he will get tortured. Imagine you became president. <laughs> he doesn't always get to make those decisions. But um, shoot. Torture, I'll let the nuke go. <laughs> let it blow. A million people. That's not that many compared I to, would, to the total, right? I mean, we got 7 billion people. I would say yes. Torture them. Yes. Okay. Going against my, <laughs> my earlier question. Everything you believed earlier. Yep. I would um, say yes. I uh, I actually agreed. You know, it's... Maybe it's, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's a risk to do it because, I mean, like I said, it's only 75% chance if mm-hmm. I'm actually revealing the location. But, I mean, at this point, this guy has realized that, like, he's not going to change his ways about who he is and what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So, at that point, it's like he's already kind of condemned himself. So, I would say at the risk of losing a million people due to a bomb, then yes. And I think my thought about this was he's going to cause a lot of people a lot of pain. Yeah. Right? And if you believe in any sort of karma, I'm not sure if I do. And I may be contradicting, we may be contradicting ourselves with the last one. It's like, well, hey, he caused it in the last scenario too yeah. with five people. So what makes a difference with a million people? Is it just a number? Is that the difference here? Um, but, you know, so what changes here? And I guess my thought was he caused, he's going to cause a lot of people a lot of pain and there should be retribution. But is, it, is that taking it into yeah. our own hands again? I mean, I think part of it's the progression of, where he's been at through this whole scenario is like he started off just being mad at the train industry and that caused like he malfunctioned the train without intentions of hurting people, but there ended up being people on the track. Oh, that's an that's interesting thing. to consider. So yeah. 
initially his unless I'm misreading the the scenario how it was set up, he wasn't initially intending to harm people. However, oh, ooh, I almost had a sneeze there. However, well, he ruined the brakes on a train, though, right? Oh, that's true. So the people on the train would kind of. <laughs> I think they'd be dead. Yeah, which that's another that's another interesting thing. It's like if he rolled onto the track and stopped it, would the train actually stop or would the train derail? Because that could cause know. more. But anyways, that's besides the point. Yeah. Um. That's true. He was even. I didn't think about that initially, but. Yeah, I think the reason I went against earlier with the torturing scenario is just because of the progression that it went on his path of non, not not wanting to change his mm-hmm. ways. So he went from sabotaging a train without brakes to then planting a bomb <laughs> in the middle of the center to kill even more people. So, say so yes, torture, torture, string him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, All right, hang him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then l- let's see what it says here. Um, your response that the fat man should be tortured in direct comp- in direct contradiction with your earlier claim that torture as a matter of principle <laughs> yeah, is always wrong. However, it does make sense in terms of other responses you have given. For example, you think that mo- you think that morality of an action is determined by the extent to which it maximizes the happiness of the greatest number of people. I think we're still on the same page there. Yeah. Like, it, the number definitely makes sense. It is certainly possible to argue that torturing the fat man is justified in these terms if it prevents, or if there is a good reason to think that it might prevent, the detonation of a nuclear device. Also, on at least one occasion, you have responded that it would be right to end the life of one person to save the lives of some other greater number of people. It would be strange, then, if you did not think it would be it might sometimes be right to torture a person if by doing so it might be possible to save all those people. Yeah, I mean, because that was something I was thinking about before you got to that point. It's like torturing doesn't necessarily mean he's going to die. So you're not no. killing him to save the lives of people. You're just torturing him to, kill his, to save the lives of people. So And the sum total is still greater. Although I think that's... that's I don't know if I buy into that because um, there's there's different viewpoints and I think it's utilitarianism. Utilitarianism. Okay. Where it says... The sum total happiness of people is what's most important. So I don't like that line of thought because that basically means it doesn't matter whether the action is, let's just say, good according to the Bible, the Quran, the law or something. It just, it's, whether it's good is dependent on, is dependent on whether it's good for like a lot of people. Yeah. And I don't like that because then what, you know, what's, what's to say that, you know, if murder was good for a lot of people because 51% of the population were murderers and crooks, uh-huh. that then all of a sudden murder becomes good. So I don't like that idea. And yeah, I mean, that hinges on the the point of morality as a dependent on the people. Mm-hmm. So if morality is determined by the people, then morality is whatever the majority thinks is is correct, which is can be a dangerous scenario and obviously we don't like that right because um when the majority decide things and the minorities get slighted right as a as a general principle so history people definitely don't seem to like that idea i don't think yeah yeah (laughs) um and it's you know it's proven when you're in when you're in the group right the in group it's very easy to push people out you know yeah it doesn't mean that's good or or right yeah um, anyhow, let's see if it has anything else to say. 
your av- your consistency score. This is what we were working up to. <laughs> How consistent were you were you with your beliefs? You were forty two percent, and the average was seventy five percent. Okay, yeah, it's no big deal. But I don't know. That was one one kind of interesting kind of yeah test. I thought you know, what would you do? It, good for of mankind. Good for one person. So I think that I like those little uh, brain teasers. Yeah, yeah. Kind of reveals what people think about stuff. Yeah, that was good. Um, I have one other one that we might do later, but I don't know. One other. So I was reading a bunch. I've been reading a bunch of a different different stuff. Uh huh. Um, and what what kind of comedy are you watching recently? Listening to what kind of funny stuff? What have you been watching? Funny stuff. Well, I'm always been a big fan of The Office, so I've been watching that. Um, not as much as I have before, but that's something I've always enjoyed. I, I love The Office is one of my favorite comedy shows out there. Um, in tangent with that, I've watched Parks and Rec a whole lot. Um, that one's pretty good as well. I don't like that show. No, <laughs> no, it's no. not as good as The Office, but I still think it's pretty funny. I like that one a lot. Um, I mean, as opposed to that, as far as comedy shows, really, I don't know if I necessarily watch a whole lot. Hmm. As of recently, you like any shows like uh, South Park? Uh, no, I have not watched South Park or like Family Guy or anything like that. No, you never watched it. Okay. Nope. Um, I will watch occasionally from time to time. Right now, I'm watching a lot of House. Okay. Great, great doctor show. Probably the best one of all time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's it's funny. Uh, it's got you know interesting relationships and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's I, a jerk. Yeah, I've 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 heard of that one. I've probably seen a couple episodes of it, but I never actually like sat down and tried to watch through it. You know. Mm-hmm. He's a. It's a. The main there's a really good friendship in that between him and Wilson. Yeah, really, really fun to watch. And then all the medical stuff is also kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's never lupus. <laughs> That's one joke on the show. <laughs> they always go, "Oh, it could be lupus," and it's never lupus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what lupus is, but it's not lupus. <laughs> um, but I was asking because I saw something kind of funny that uh-huh. said um, the the claim is people that like um, or, or at least appreciate dark humor have higher IQ. You ever heard that? I have not. I feel like I I feel like I might have heard it before, but like it doesn't pop out of mind. It's like, oh, I heard it from this or I heard it from that. But like it's an interesting claim. Why does that make sense? I don't know why that would make anyone have a higher IQ, right? Because an IQ <laughs> test, they're testing you like what shape is like the others. One, two, three, four, five is like peaches to CJP or something like that, right? So uh I have a couple of jokes for you. Yeah. That are <laughs> that uh we're gonna see if you find funny or not. Okay. Putting you on the spot here, right? Okay. But okay, so here here's a joke one. Let's see. This is I thought this was kind of funny. Um not to toot my own horn, but yeah. <laughs> um so a man walks into a rooftop bar and he takes a seat next to another guy. Okay. Okay. What are you drinking? He asked the guy. Magic beer, the other man replied. Oh, yeah? Well, what's so magical about it? Then he shows him. He swigs some beer, dies off the roof, flies around the building, then finally returns to his seat with a triumphant smile. Amazing, the, the man says. 
Let me try some of that. So he grabs a beer. He downs a big swig of it. Leaps off the roof. And then plummets 15 stories to the ground. The nearby bartender uh, shakes his head. And he goes, you know, you're a real jerk when you're drunk, Superman. Oh, jeez. That's all funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I like it. That's, yeah, yeah. I like those sorts of jokes. Or, or, uh, here's another one. This applies to you, actually. Okay. Um, So, if you at first you don't succeed, now you know where this is going, right? Maybe there's a lot of different ways this could go. Okay. So, uh, if at first you don't succeed, then skydiving definitely isn't for you. Yeah, I've heard that one. That one's, that one's good. I like that one a lot. I've used that yeah. one before. You've been skydiving, actually. I have been skydiving, yeah. yeah. Once? Have you ever gone back? I have not yet. I want to. But as you can tell, I did succeed. So You are here. Yeah. You went in Chicago, right? Uh, Michigan City, I believe. But you could oh, okay. see the skyline of Chicago from across the lake. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's called Windy City Skydiving, I think is what it, the name of it is. But it's the Michigan City. Yeah. So Chicago it's, is the Windy City. Yeah. So you can see the Windy City <laughs> from, from while you're skydiving. You're not actually Cheats. in the Windy <laughs> You got cheated out of your money. <laughs> no, I mean, it was pretty cheap. It wasn't that, it wasn't that bad compared yeah. to, to other skydiving places. And it, was, it wasn't like a rundown, like dinky place, too. It was pretty nice. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Huh. Had a good time. How far did you go up? In the Fourteen thousand feet. Is that a lot? It's for the people higher than like me? normal. Uh, oh, like the normal limit, I think. So they, you were... they go up a little bit higher than some of the average ones. I think the average is maybe around around like eleven, eleven thousand, something like that. Maybe a little less than yet, but yeah, we went to fourteen. And were you solo or were you with a guy? You with a guy. So you, because I, I was talking to the guy I went down with. Um, you have to go 25 times tandem with somebody else before you can get a license to go by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have you have to go down by with somebody else when you first go skydiving. Unless you have friends that have a plane that you, they can throw you out of. Hey, I know a guy now. <laughs> he's in the he's in the Air Force now, but I think that's probably even better. He can go up in one a subsonic jet. Subsonic jet, you know? <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Jump out and just break all your bones. Yeah. I think he actually, I don't know, he posted something on Instagram the other day. Yeah. Tommy Schultz, we are in good hands now, guys. I know someone personally in the military. I actually know a couple guys, you know, a couple people. I know uh, Quinn, he's uh, he's uh, up in North Dakota. And um, I know, know Tommy Schultz. He's uh, in the Air Force. I hope that's the right, right thing. He flies a plane, right? So it's the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be the Navy, so I don't <laughs> No, Air Force. Yeah, I think he's down in South Carolina now at this point. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I know a few people. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, this one was just kind of funny. Uh, dark humor is like food. Not everyone gets it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Yikes. It's dark. Dark humor's got a a spot in my heart. It's like dark chocolate or whiskey. I like dark chocolate a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's 
dark humor has got a, a, a special spot. There's a, there's always most dark humor stuff. There's always like the half of you that thinks it's funny, and there's half of you that's like, oh, I don't know about that one. That's, <laughs> it's so good to be able to laugh at that, though. You know, I like. I, I think all, all most of my friends can can deal with that. You know, yeah, yeah. Because I'll, I'll joke about whatever. You know. <laughs> If I got a good joke, yeah, most of them are pretty bad joke. though. Historically, I think on the show, I've told if I know a couple. Most of them have bombed. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, it dep- but it depends on who's on. Like if Luke, I think me and Luke are on the on the wave on the same page. You know, Jordy, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think I was telling him some jokes in one podcast, which I don't think ever aired. Because <laughs> the jokes weren't good enough. Yeah, I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he got them. Um, which is fine, yeah. but but I had one other one that that was kind of funny. Okay, where was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, was this one? Oh, Lost yeah. it in his this notes. One. Lost it in my notes. Uh, why do orphans like playing tennis? Why? Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> because it's the only love they'll ever get. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Jeez, man. Dirty love. Oh my god. See the, the the worst part about that is like that means they don't even score any points either. <laughs> Wait, is that really? Love is zero. Oh yeah. okay. As I thought the, I thought you got love when you were up at like thirty and forty or something. No, like that. no, no. So nope. thirty love means thirty zero. Yeah. <laughs> so not only not only do they ne- not get parents, they got no points. <laughs> Probably because they were bad at tennis. <laughs> they were disowned because they sucked. Oh no! No. <laughs> no, their parents didn't kill themselves because the child was bad at tennis. Well, they could have just you know sent them to the abbey <laughs> because they sucked. You're not you're no Teresa Williams, no Serena Williams, right? <laughs> Teresa Williams? That's her cousin or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's Serena and there's one other one that plays her sister. I can't remember her name though at this moment. The not famous one. She's relatively famous. She's not Not she's, as good or something, right? She's pretty close to the same level. I be, I think the last I yeah. have been involved in that, which I don't really watch tennis a whole lot, so Yeah, I don't I don't either. Um Oh yeah, I don't I don't watch it ever actually, couldn't think of it. <laughs> Yeah, I've watched very, very few. Usually, when it gets to like some of the big, bigger tournaments or cups or different things, I oh, like the Wimbledon. Some. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, but we, even even at that point, I usually don't watch women's tennis. Wait, is it with a D or with a T? Wimbledon. Wimbledon. I believe so. Because we I don't know. I don't live in Europe. <laughs> I thought that was in Florida. Wimbledon. Yeah, the Grand Tourney. I'm pretty sure it's down in Florida. I'm sure, it's in Europe. I might be wrong. We, we could. I'm, I am almost. Do they actually, play no, tennis over there? I'm hundred percent positive. It's in. It's not in the U.S. Oh, get that. Get, get it on Google or something. Then I thought it was down in Florida. I thought. Well, I don't know. Wimbledon. Okay. Found something that hasn't said where it's at yet. So the prize money is in euros. So I'm assuming it is not in the not U.S. In the US. I don't know. London. London. Oh, Wimbledon, London. Makes sense. Yeah, so it's with a D. With the D. Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Brain. I think 
That is all I've got, Caleb, for now. Yeah? Yeah, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think it's time to wrap this thing up. And uh, you have any uh, anything you want to say to the people? Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate all the conversation we had. I mean, talk about a lot of just stuff between you and I, uh, how we got to know each other and some brain stuff, brain teaser stuff. But... Yeah, I enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun. Um, you you want to know the test that I was going to have you do that I decided not to do? <laughs> what was that? It was going to be, um, okay, let me let me look at the link, because it sounded cool. And then when I did it, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, oh, this one. It's called Battleground God. Do you know? Do your beliefs about religion and God stand up to philosophical scrutiny? I feel like you would have appreciated not doing that one on a podcast. That'd be interesting because that's basically what philosophy of religion was, that class. Really? Yeah. Do you think you could take it on? Yeah. I mean, the the thing about the philosophy of religion class is there was not a single point or a single th- like series of thoughts that was able to be 100% verified. Mm. So there was no viewpoint that was able to say, okay, this is the correct one. You know, here's here's all the other ones, but this one's the one that's correct. There was always, here's this one, here's this one, here's this one. Here's how this makes sense and how it doesn't, how this makes sense, how it doesn't, how this makes sense, how it doesn't. You have to pick which one you're going to believe. Hmm. Yeah, that's the... I like philosophy for that reason, I think. Yeah. It's frustrating when you have to take it up into the stance. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, for sure. I do like how it makes you think. Like yesterday, when I was thinking up with some of these things, I was, I was just sitting in my bed thinking, which one was it about? It was a different one. It was a different one that I didn't bring up today. Okay. Um, but I was like, wow, what do I think on this? And I, I was really getting into it, you know, because I, <laughs> I will. Um, so I do like that, you know. I don't like not knowing about certain things, you know. Um, and even like, the, the fat man trolley thing. There yeah. was a, there was a part two to it that okay. maybe maybe we do in another episode. Who knows? Um, that adds some interesting information. More fat guys. More fat guys. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. It's it's just very interesting to think because there's a lot to a lot to learn. I think about all that. So I do like that. Yeah. Because if the philosophy makes you think and figure all that stuff out. Well. If if I was here, and I, if I had to push over uh, Fabio into a train, would I do it? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Didn't have to be other people on track. <laughs> he'd do it. I give him enough laughs. He'd probably he'd probably be fine with it. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> He's he'd be an interesting one to have on here. Maybe we try to do one us three. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Yeah. I think a lot, a lot of stuff would be brought up on that one. <laughs> oh, I think so. Probably don't even have to come with notes. It'll just yeah, be free I know. <laughs> it's free form. Yeah, free form it. <laughs> um, but another day. So uh, we're going to take off, guys, um, and we'll catch you another day. Yep. See you.